0: Welcome to Gameplay Radio here on Radio Free Brooklyn.
1: This is a storytelling game radio show featuring guests from the New York City Hive and beyond with theme music by Jasula.
0: I'm your co-host Aaron, And I'm Brianna. And today we have on some lovely friends. Jason and Sam, say hey.
2: Hi. Hi, this is Samantha.
0: <laughs> hello, hello. So lovely
1: friends. How, how do I know you two? Did, did we meet in college, freshman year? that how I know you We two? met a
2: very long time ago, yeah. <laughs> what
1: are you talking about college, was like two days ago. We just graduated five minutes ago. But yeah, these two lovely people are an incredible. Uh, Jason plays video games and is a huge Star Wars nerd. And Sam is smarter than the two of
3: us combined. Whatever, I'm just giving you those props, Sam. Um, I, I don't know yeah. about all that. <laughs> so I remember meeting Bree. We bonded over um, a piece of cake, so...
1: Ooh, what kind of cake? It was chocolate cake.
3: (laughs) It was. We were inseparable ever since.
1: Truly. They say that a way through someone's heart is through their stomach, and uh, clearly that worked.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So is your relationship built around the connection to cake generally, or is that was just like the happenstance thing at the time?
1: My roommate had been a jerk to me for a very long time. And then the first day I decided to go to the college gym, she gave me a cake as an apology. And I was like, fuck you. To your roommate? I, I did not say that, but she just handed me this big ass fucking cake and I can't eat a cake alone. And so I went to my friend's room and I had never met Samantha before. And I said, who's eating this with me? And she said, I will. And I'm like, I don't know you person, but I feel like we're going to be friends for the rest of our lives. And yet here we are.
3: (laughs) Oh, Jason was there too. (laughs) And Jason and I are married, so. Oh yeah, that I'm going to beat him in the game because I'll, uh, well, I guess it's kind of a cooperative game, but I'll know (laughs) what he's going to do before he
0: does it. Uh, Are most of the games that you play outside of gameplay uh, radio competitive with your husband
3: um i think so you know monopoly is probably one of my least (laughs) favorite games and it's one of jason and Bree's top games and what's funny is that even though i don't really like it i normally uh routinely beat both of them like horribly
1: (laughs) like
2: horribly
1: so much money i think the very first time she played it just Put everyone in thousands of dollars of debt.
2: We were gathered around the Monopoly board in her tiny dorm room, and she beat all of us terribly.
0: <laughs> what is it like having that power to be like, I hate this and still be good at it?
3: Uh, it feels pretty good. I <laughs> I mean, I work feels with good. computers every day. So when I was studying uh, computer science, I had that same feeling of how I you know, I don't really want to do these projects anymore, but I guess I'm okay at them. So I'll just keep going.
0: But you've never played tabletop role playing games before you've played like board games and other things of the like, is that correct?
2: Yes, that's correct.
0: Um, do you think you're going to get into the same competitive spirit somehow in playing <laughs> in tabletop games?
3: Um, we'll have to see. I mean, I do like being competitive, but I like uh, being on a team more. I really enjoy team sports. So oh,
0: nice. Well, I mean, most most tabletop games are about cooperative storytelling. So that's like an entirely a team thing right there. How are y'all feeling leading up into playing um, your first ever tabletop role playing game? What are your experiences with it? How do you feel about like, this is your first time ever playing it. What have you heard of before? Like, what do you know?
3: Um, I know Bree has kind of told us about some of her experiences playing and it. it sounded really fun. So I'm really excited to try it for the first time. Awesome.
1: I will say there, there's something horrifying about learning something on the air. So it's a uniquely fun experience. So have fun with that.
3: I have no shame. So
1: I don't anticipate <laughs> any issues. Perfect.
2: And now you've made me nervous.
1: Oh, my God. You can't like, like, Why? just throw nerves out the window because you can't think about how my mother will listen to this and be like, hmm, he could have done better. You will listen to this and be like, I did amazing.
0: Or do what I do where I uh, rec- I record it and I let it out there and then I never listen to it again. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> But today, hopefully we'll be playing something that it's not very rules heavy and should hopefully just be about like sitting around and telling a story. Um, So that should be good and uh, especially good. I'm I'm particularly excited about the game we're playing today because it is about um, it's it's Hanukkah themed and I'm just so excited to get to bring this to gameplay radio actually during Hanukkah because it changes every year. And like when Hanukkah is, and this is the first time I've actually tried to time it where we would be playing a Hanukkah themed game during Hanukkah. So, uh, I, I really appreciate y'all coming on and also, uh, playing this, uh, game with us here. So like, thank you for doing that.
2: Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> Happy
0: Hanukkah. <laughs> Jason, did you everything that you would be, you were telling, uh, you were showing off before we got on air your uh, your childhood dreidel. Did you ever think that you would be wow. using it in a tabletop game?
2: No, definitely not. <laughs> I think the year that I got it, my parents um, made my brother and I play the dreidel game. And that's a very boring game.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it has like four rules. And you can play it for like 20 minutes and you're good. That's certainly yeah. true.
2: 20 minutes might be like 15 minutes too long.
3: <laughs> I think you're just not playing with the right people.
0: Maybe you're not playing for the My right brother. stakes.
2: True. Like I can I imagine like what if like was
0: actually like used to be like an actual gambling game and then it became a children's whatever. Who knows? You know, now that you say that, I have no idea how to play.
1: I I just I saw... The Rugrat Tanaka episode, and I hate to say that, it's the extent of my knowledge, but this game is going to be a learning experience, for me at least.
0: Well, there are only four rules to, the, <laughs> to rolling it, and uh, that's all you really need to know. So, I mean, on top of like having your character and everything for the game portion of things, but I guess we should just get into it so that we can actually experience it. Well, before
1: we get into it, Heron, we have
0: to do our favorite part. Oh, yes, we do have to do our favorite part. You are absolutely correct. It's time for those on-air reads for Radio Free Brooklyn. If you'd like to listen to Radio Free Brooklyn when you're not in front of your computer, please download our free mobile app for iPhone and Android, available for the App Store for Play. Whoa. Available for the App Store for iPhone or the Google Play Store for Android, not the App Store for Play phone.
1: It's a brand new type of phone, people.
0: A whole
1: new world. Oh my God, we're going to get sued by Disney. Don't do that. Uh, Radio Free Brooklyn's mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, free expression, and public art. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. Every dollar helps us to stay on the air and allows us to continue our work in the community. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization, so all contributions are tax deductible. Please support with a monthly pledge or a one-time donation at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org donate. If you're an Amazon shopper and would like to donate in a way that costs nothing to you, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com Amazon and register RFB as your Amazon Smile charity. Every time you shop, a portion of your purchase benefits Radio Free Brooklyn. Fantastic. All right, let's game. I'm gonna beat you all at this.
0: We're gonna make this collaborative. I mean, we're gonna game. we're gonna work okay. together <laughs> into a competitive. We're gonna figure it out. I swear. If that's not if that's not a Jewish way to do things, I don't know what is. <laughs> Saying as to be clear, I am a Jewish person myself. I can make these jokes. Um, as to be clear, I am not, so I will not be
1: making these jokes. I'm <laughs> here for the fun ride.
0: Learning, everybody. We're learning. Okay. <laughs> So the game we're playing today is called Keeping the Lights On. It was created by Hekla Bjork Unerdotter. Thank you, Hecla, for creating this game that we are not going to be playing. Uh, it is a GM-less game about a synagogue and its surrounding community fighting to keep it running and trying not to burn out themselves in the process. We, the four of us, are going to be playing members of a soon-to-be-closed synagogue during hanukkah in the year 2019 so that it's pre-covid it actually specifies 2019 in the manual or specifically year 5580 in the jewish calendar Uh, we are going to be fighting to keep it running but of course all of the discussion arguing and organizing takes a toll on our health which is where the mechanic side of things come in because we've created these characters and we need to worry about our own levels of burnout Uh, The metaphor for this is matchsticks, but we are not going to be using actual matchsticks. We're just going to be using imaginary matchsticks, essentially, that going to represent our burnout. Each of us starts with four of them. Um, And as the game goes on, each day that we play, all of us roll our dreidel and play, literally, the dreidel game. For those who are not quite sure what the dreidel game is, really simple. A dreidel has four different... Hebrew letters on them and depending on which one it lands on you have to do different things so if the dreidel lands on a nun uh, the person who rolled the dreidel doesn't get anything there's no winning, gaining or losses here you get, you keep all of your matches you don't gain any other matches if you land on a gimel there's like a pot in the middle between us theoretically where if there is anything in there you get everything in um you get everything that is there. With a hay, um, you get to take half of the matches from the middle. Or if you get a shin, then you put one of your matches in. That's the easiest one to remember. I always remember that one because it's you know a rhyme. Oh. <laughs> yeah, super easy. Uh, so those are go- that's like basically the burnout. If we run out of matchsticks ourselves, we have burnt out, and we we um, could need help from some other people. To give us more matchsticks and that's called sedaka. And then in terms of like the role play side of things, we're going to try to get through all eight days of Hanukkah. Uh, and each day has a theme uh, for the organization of the way we're going to save the synagogue. And hopefully we'll get through all of them. And basically each of us will take turns kind of telling that day from our perspectives. Sounds good. That's it. Should we get into the introduction of the scene i think we should sam jason you guys good yes yeah. yeah well you know since this is um a game that i've been kind of enthusiastic looking forward to maybe i'll start us off with a character introduction i have created miriam kissner they them they are a buff baker uh and we are required to describe their hands like our character's hands as well as part of the creation process and my character has a uh, big and calloused but still kind of dexterous hands because they're a-, a baker they have to be able to like do stuff uh but we also have to give them a flaw and miriam's flaw is that they are emotionally dramatic uh, so that's <laughs> miriam brianna you want to go Love it. Love buff bakers. Love the alliteration. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, Yeah. My character is Emma. Uh, She, her, hers. Uh, She is a voracious reader, Um, not at all related to yours truly. Uh, Her flaw is that she has like, uh, she has a lot of insecurity. Her hands are very soft uh, as though she does not do a lot of work with her hands. And her, her, her stick is that she uh, is incredibly organized.
3: Sam, tell us about you. Yes, my character is Ethel Feinberg. She, her, um, she's an older woman. You can see in her hands, they're a little bit wrinkled, um, but they're still like, you know, very quick. She might be typing on her iPhone that she had her nephew help set up. Her flaw and her kind of gimmick is... Uh, she's a gossip and she knows everything about everyone, but her strength is that she helps everyone in need. Uh, so she'll, you know, if you're in the hospital, she'll come to visit you. Um, if you just have a baby, she'll bring over a tray of kugel. So, you know, when you don't have time to cook and um, she, her role in the community is that she's a community organizer. So she helps to organize events for folks at the synagogue.
0: Incredible. I feel
3: like Ethel does the most out of all of us so far. Well, you know, you have to keep busy when you're a woman of a certain age. (laughs) Love it. Jason, last but not least.
2: So my character is David Goldman. Um, He, him, his. And David is also something of a gossip. And he's somewhat abrasive, but definitely cares for the community overall. He has no children of his own, but he's around the age of most of the parents. And you can tell from his hands that he works on computers mostly because he's got, like, very few calluses, spends most of his time typing.
0: Nice. Cool. And uh, these four are part of a synagogue that we have named Beth High Congregation, which is situated, like, in a suburban town... How dedicated do you think that the members of our community are? Are they, like, only come on the high holidays people? Are they... Like, what's the ratio of every, like, there every Saturday to only there, like, maybe twice a year? I would think, like, 50-50, but...
3: Yeah, I would say probably, like, 50-50, but the people that come every week are, like, all older.
0: Cool, makes sense. Especially with, uh... Our rabbi, Rabbi Herzig, who we've identified uh, as a she-her, a nice middle-aged woman who is very enthusiastic and supportive and big on uh, spirituality, unsurprisingly. And the the true organizer of things is our president, Nathan, who is a bit of a fatalist. So if Nathan goes to the synagogue kitchen to vent at Miriam, Miriam also gets very distressed because... (laughs) And then it's really just a bad time when Nathan and Miriam are in the same room because then they're both very emotional (laughs) and stress eating the, uh, I don't know, stress eating the blintzes that were supposed to be put out. So, oh my
1: God, Nathan, let Miriam cook. Uh,
0: Yeah. So that's basically it. And um, we have been given an introductory email, which um, Samantha, do you want to read it or would you like me to?
3: I can definitely read it, Uh, introductory email. Dear everyone, I'm afraid I have some bad news. Our synagogue is closing and there doesn't seem to be anything I can do about it. Running a synagogue is not and has never been easy. There are bills to pay, services to be held, and events to organize. You have to be vigilant with the maintenance of the house both the building in which we pray and the house that is the community, by which I mean all of you, who are under my guidance as a rabbi. The community is vulnerable, and with good reason. Terrible things can and do happen. In the past year alone, there was a significant increase in violent acts against Jews, and the place is important to us. Luckily, no such terrible things have happened to our community, and yet our problems seem greater than ever before. A month ago, I received a notice from the local government that the Municipal Council has decided to evict us from our House of Worship if we don't pay the bills on time this month. The rent has been late too many times and we have nowhere near the amount of money to make the payment on January 1st. Our synagogue is closing for good and for that I'm deeply sorry. My leadership of this synagogue has proven to be insufficient and I take full responsibility. I offer my sincerest apologies for my failings and will gladly open my ears to any grievances you may have. This means that our Hanukkah celebration will be this synagogue's final event. I hope that we can celebrate the holiday together in harmony and remember all the wonderful times we spent in each other's company. You'll receive invites shortly. On a more practical note, we are set to be out of the building by January 3rd, so if you could lend a hand with packing down or driving the boxes to our storage, it would be greatly appreciated. Kind regards, Amira Herzkog.
0: Awful news, really.
3: Wow, this is really set during Hanukkah. Oh, gosh.
0: Yep. It is literally set during Hanukkah. (laughs) Miriam cries about it. (laughs) And then, um, I mean, and then I guess to kind of skip ahead. We've had that reading and we've decided that we're going to try to save the synagogue by doing a charity concert. So mm-hmm. even though our poor rabbi has found herself in an unhappy situation, we're going to try to save the synagogue anyway. We have eight days to try to do so. I think we can do it. Let's give it okay. a shot. Um, so the first day is uh, the theme is discussion. I guess this is probably the planning session for playing the game. So this is uh, the scenario will will be like, it says
1: story prompts and then like, uh, so like concert, it's like first day, a story that makes you feel at home. A I don't song know if that makes you really, feel at home. Did I say a story? I like,
0: so yeah, we can use these prompts or we can not use these prompts.
1: Oh, cool. uh, um, Aaron, do you want to be the one who starts us off? Or Sam and Jason, do you want to be the one who starts us off?
0: i mean i can i can keep talking i can i, I can do this Aaron all day j- and i have three years let's do this. <laughs> let's keep going uh let's rock and roll so miriam yeah let's um let's stick with the prompts we'll do the prompt for the first one miriam is having they're having a tough time <laughs> just generally miriam is very uh distressed by was very distressed by uh, the email that was sent from the rabbi and uh, they've been um, baking a lot about it which has been really nice for everyone else but um, is uh, you know at the very least they could do something about it but um, if the food tasted a little bit saltier than before um, Miriam has kindly asked that no one talk about it (laughs) Um, but when Miriam thinks about the idea of a charity concert uh, they're very excited they start thinking about songs that make them feel like home and god now i have to pull a song off the top of my head let's see um uh, a song that makes miriam feel like home i think is gonna be anything by the mountain goats um listeners if you've never heard them before you should definitely listen to the mountain goats they're delightful some of their earlier stuff is very like kind of acoustic uh, man kind of folk yell singing in a guitar and it's just very like simple but emotional and just kind of very lyric driven and um, Miriam liked that a lot so uh, they'll probably suggest something for the concert uh, that is similarly emotional um, and uh, I guess i'll I guess I'll roll now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Roll the dreidel, and To see if this suggestion has burnt me out any. (laughs) Great, I got a none. So that means that I don't get anything and I don't give anything. So I keep my four matchsticks. With nothing in the Uh, middle right now. So now we go off the prompts, right? Uh, You can continue to use the prompt and do it from your point of view. Or you can, if you have a different thing you want to add to the story, aside from that, you can definitely that so so emma uh
1: she is as i said a very big reader and even though this is supposed to be a charity concert she really would love to bring in her favorite author that seems too much like stealing the the premise of a charity concert so she thinks to her oh this is gonna be fun favorite musician ever she thinks to nickelback and she's like "Hmm, nickelback i want i I, it's out there. Uh I wonder oh, yes. if Nickelback will come help us in this small suburban <laughs> <laughs> town. And uh she she likes she likes their earlier stuff. Clearly this is not a reflection of yours truly speaking. Um are you sure? She <laughs> So she um she's very upset. She's very new also to this synagogue and she just kind of had gotten used to coming to services within kind of the last few months, so she really wants to do what she can to help out and <clears throat> bring nickel back in. Ooh. <laughs>
0: Ooh, buddy.
1: <laughs> oh, I got I got uh, a gimmel. Uh, did we put matchsticks in? Am I not burnt out by my Nickelback suggestion? Uh, you're not burnt
0: out, but with the Gimmel, you would get everything from in the pot, but there's nothing, there's in, nothing it right in it right now. So you're good.
3: Whatever. Just keep your form.
1: I'm not burnt out by Nickelback, guys. Yeah. It's going to happen. Not
3: yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I can go next. Um, so Ethel, you know... She just left um, her lunch that she has with her, you know, some other ladies at lunch. Mm -hmm. And she just saw the email and, you know, she asked all of her friends, did you know this was happening? Who do you know on the council? Is this definitely going to happen? And um, Emma and her family are pretty new to the area. And so she thought that it would be really nice just to go and drop off some baked goods, you know because she's just trying to welcome them to the community. And she's the community organizer, so she wants them to feel included. And while she's there, she starts hearing Emma say, oh, maybe we could save the um, save the synagogue if Nickelback came and played. And it's really funny because Ethel oh, no. knows someone who knows someone who knows someone Uh, that's one of the people on Nickelback, their cousin. So then she gets onto Facebook because, you know, all of her friends are on Facebook and she goes, oh, I still talk to Jan, Y." you know, and she goes through the whole thing and she's trying to get a message. She goes, maybe I can, I can get a contact with Nickelback and that's what she's going to try to do.
0: Amazing.
1: I could have said Beyonce.
3: But you
0: said Nickelback. <laughs> you, just, you, you started us on Nickelback, so we're going with Nickelback.
1: We're doing it. It's great. Look at this photograph, guys. You said Nickelback. Oh, <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sam, you have to um, roll, I think. So-
3: oh, yeah. That's an important part.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I got Gimmel, but the pot is on.
1: Yay! <laughs> you get to keep all four. Nickelback's the way to go, guys. Um,
2: so David is at work when he sees the email. And he is similarly distressed because um, he really cares for the community and is very sad to see that it's closing. Um, And David decides to reach out to his older friend who's on the committee, Ethel, because he knows that she's a community organizer and will have some plan to save it because that's just what Ethel does. And Ethel tells him that they're going to reach out to a friend of a friend of a friend who knows Nickelback and have them come and play at the temple for a charity concert. David has no idea who Nickelback is, but he's thrilled with this idea.
1: (laughs) Amazing. Um, Please roll to see if Nickelback will burn you out or not.
2: Let's see. I got a hey.
0: All right. So.
2: But there is no pot.
0: <laughs> I feel like there should be something in the pot. <laughs> yeah, like, get What? I could have won so much so quickly. Yeah, I mean, is it really that we only get, like, four well, No, no,
1: it might be because we lose one every day, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, it just says distribute the matches evenly between players, so each player has four.
3: Mm-hmm. But then it says you only need 16 matches, so I think it's just the... Uh... That everyone gets.
0: Mm-hmm. I guess so. That's uh, well. Let's keep going. I guess that's fine. Great. So we're doing well so far. Not burnt out on the first night um, or the first day. Let's go into day two. Setting up. We do lose a match. Uh, oh right, every day, right? She, yeah. No, at the end of each day, we're yeah. supposed to like say a thing.
3: You're correct. You are absolutely correct here. but I have a question. Do we each lose a match, or just one match from the pot?
0: Ooh. Mm. It's supposed to be a match from the pot, but if there are no matches in the pot, then who's going to...
3: Maybe we get to keep our matches? I guess if there's not one in the pot,
0: then I guess yeah. it, I guess not. So I mean, yeah, let's at least read the uh, symbol anyway, or read the little paragraph anyway. So um, I guess I'll, I'll do it for the first time, since we'll do this a couple more times. Um, the day is over. The sun is setting. We have little time left together. Let us kindle this light in remembrance of all we have shared with each other, and let us hope for a brighter tomorrow. Okay, okay let's do. So, let's do day two. <laughs> um,
1: uh, I can I can start on day two unless Sam or Jason would like to
0: or do the
1: honors or
0: we're running a little bit low on time already. Like, oh gosh, I don't think we're going to get through the eight through eight days. Maybe I think maybe we skip ahead because so we've had the discussion. We're going to set up. Why don't we skip to the first milestone? So we're going to skip to day three. Okay. So we've been working hard on setting this up, and now we're getting to... We're, like, getting places now.
1: I can still start, if that's cool for you guys.
0: Mm-hmm. Go for it. Uh, so, Emma,
1: now that we've gone through this plan of contacting back and someone from the friend of a friend of a friend of a friend has gotten back to uh, Ethel's contact, and, like, we have, like... Uh, contract in place which is amazing and Emma got to email Nickelback and like set up this stuff god knows how many people in the community like Nickelback but whatever a concert's a concert um and her first impression of them was that they were very nice uh Chad Kroger's ramen shaped hair from the 2000s is no longer there uh he (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but they were very they they uh they had a small fee but you know they were able to waive it because they got a they're this was a a, a cause that they were like you know we will get behind because they're cool yeah that's why and so her emma's first impression of this was you know she's glad that she happened to follow her hurt and so glad that ethel had a contact <laughs> Nick, i'm done <laughs> fantastic oh i have to roll to see if me talking to Nickelback burnt me out. Oh, God. <laughs> Please don't. That'd be embarrassing. Oh, no. <laughs> put, I have to put a match in. What'd you get?
0: A uh, shin. Oh, yep. Put one in. Nickelback, why? <laughs> Nickelback is very distressing, <laughs> I guess. Uh, on to the next. Jason, do you want to go next?
2: Sure. So, David um, is very excited that Nickelback has been signed, um, even though he still has no idea who they are, and totally missed Chad Kroger's ramen hair in the 2000s. It's good you um, did. It's good you did. <laughs> but he's been doing some research, and he's a little concerned that like Nickelback has no connection, to Anagar or Judaism but they are a big name so he's kind of okay with it as long as they can sell out this book and make enough money to save it so he's okay and he's proud of Emma for um, reaching out to her idols in Nickelback and is thrilled that his fellow gossip Ethel knew someone
1: <laughs> uh, Emma will take credit but it was really Ethel who, but, who did all of this <laughs> Okay, cool. <laughs> roll the dice. See if you two are burnt out by Nickel... Yeah, dice. roll that
0: dreidel. dreidel. Can you tell we roll too many dice on this show? Um,
2: I got a gimbal.
0: <laughs> a gimbal! So,
2: Whatever. So I take the pot.
0: So, yeah, yeah, so you get um, Emma's matchstick. So now you should have five. Yes. Great.
2: So I am feeling very good about everything.
0: Mm-hmm. Um I can go I guess next for the next one. Um so a first impression, I think Miriam is thrilled about uh the f- fact that all of this is coming together so extremely well. Um and they are uh <laughs> they've really put their energy into the idea that this concert needs to have like good food and snacks. Um, but also to specifically thank, um, Nickelback (laughs) for agreeing to do this. Uh, they have spent some time asking kind of, they really want to, uh, make food specifically for Nickelback that the group will enjoy. And also that like the organizers will enjoy, you know, uh, their pals, uh, you know, Emma, Ethel and David. And so, uh, I think Miriam has been going around, you know, asking people if they have any allergies, (laughs) if like they have any like favorite types of like pastry or food or whatever, and then like noting it down and like like, rushing back to like their kitchen, like getting it done and just um, very enthusiastically like dancing around while they do it because they're like very happy right now. Uh, Everything is is a joy in the kitchen and Nathan is not allowed in for now. Is
1: Miriam going to make ramen? to uh, commemorate the hair. I'm just kidding. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: to commemorate the hair? If they are asked of it. Yeah. Okay. Oh gosh. Um, okay, let's roll and see how that cooking is going. I got a nun, so I will be doing nothing. Like, why am I burnt out? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I like met the people that I,
1: Emma met the people, whatever, it's fine. She's, she's bitter.
3: Um, so Ethel has been running to and fro. So in addition to her already very busy schedule of, you know, visiting people at the hospital and dropping off all of her cooked items, um, you know, she's been working with other folks to organize the event, some of the logistics in the synagogue. So making sure that all of the stereo equipment is there with the IT, um, you know, her nephew does is very good with technology. So he's helping to set up ahead of time all of the speakers and stereos and things, um, you know, and she's seeing David come in, and he's, like, a little bit confused about what's going on, but she's reassuring him, right, that everything is, is going to be great. So uh, she's mostly just working on getting the synagogue set up.
0: Ethel's really doing, like, all the work right now. Yeah, I know.
2: <laughs> Literally. The rest of us are just
0: like, this is great. <laughs> and Ethel's, like, getting shit done.
2: Well, Miriam's doing a lot of baking. Yeah, she's getting, getting all the food ready. ready. They're getting everything ready. Mm-hmm.
1: Emma had one bad idea that we are now steamrolling through <laughs>
3: Okay.
0: Okay. What'd you get?
3: Oh, uh, none.
0: Okay. Come so on. Great. Great. We're doing so well. This is like burnout. Oh, what burnout?
3: <laughs>
0: Whatever. What a fantastical world this is. I love this so much. Um, I was really worried about how this burnout. Well, okay. We're not done yet. Let me not jinx it too fucking thoroughly here. Okay. Um,. And I think we should skip forward again to uh, the setback. Ooh. It'll <laughs> be the fifth day. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Sam, do you want to go first?
3: As Ethel does 90% of the work. <laughs> <laughs> um, sure. So I think that uh, a good setback um
0: there's a good there's a prompt here which is also a moment of bad luck if that's helpful to
3: you actually that's uh in line with what i was probably gonna what i was thinking so um you know ethel she has everyone gathered uh at the synagogue working overtime to try and get everything ready and they decide to um you know they're still just getting everything ready and they start noticing that it started snowing and then out of nowhere um they start hearing on you know the radio and getting alerts on their phones that you know they actually there was supposed to only be like a dusting of snow but there's actually going to be like two feet of snow because one of the polar vortexes shifted um, oh no. and there's unfortunately going to be a blizzard as, you know, Nickelback is supposed to be traveling and everyone's supposed to be coming in and setting up. Uh, so definitely it, they're worried about not getting everything in on time because they, you know, only have a few days to get everything ready.
1: Were we going to have this concert outside? Like it was inside, right? It's mostly getting Nickelback here.
3: Okay. Yes. Well, and you have to have, like, everyone come to the synagogue mm. to get it ready. True, true.
0: Yeah, I mean, and then you have to get everything prepared to, like, ride in the snow. And sometimes people might be like, oh, it's too too mm. far, too dangerous. I never want to go outside when it snows too much. Um. Okay, cool.
3: Uh, so I spun and I got a hay, but I think the pot is empty. It is empty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Jason, Aaron. I'll go, I guess. Um, So it's going to snow. Uh, Miriam has spent all this time baking food, and now uh, they are very kind of um, surprised to discover that there might not be anyone to eat their food. So, um, in a moment of uh, distress, they. Uh, they have. Um, they're going to call their uh, uncle, who <laughs> who works for the city, um, and uh, basically uh, bewail the fact that the city's infrastructure doesn't make it so that uh, the roads can be covered safely enough to um cover to like make it so that like people can actually get to the synagogue for the charity concert and that Nickelback can get there for the charity concert. No one is going to um and like Ethel has done all of this incredible work and um uh, and no one is like if no one's going to see it then what is what is that going to mean for the synagogue? And no one will eat her eat Miriam's food ever again. And then what's going to happen after that? And then Miriam is just uh, emotion spiraling at their uncle right now, mm-hmm. um, and maybe potentially also hoping that uh, the uncle will do something about it. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, so I'm going to roll this die or roll this roll this dreidel. <laughs> I got a gimel, but there's nothing in the pot. So <laughs> great. <laughs>
1: I can go. Uh, so uh, as the snow is going, and as Emma can tell that that Miriam is beyond panic baking, she's like, oh, goodness. So she does what she does best. and She goes on Twitter, and yeah. she sees that the look at this photograph meme has resurfaced, and people are like, ew, Nickelback. No one likes them, despite the fact that everyone has a favorite Nickelback song. And she gets real, like, we're, like a little insecure, cause like that's her flaw, but also because you know she's a huge fan of Nickelback, and she really thought that this would be the thing that would save the synagogue, and she is like worried that maybe with every all the bad news going on, that it will pull, like they will pull out, and then the money won't be raised. If I lose a fucking match, I swear to God,
0: robot all wants my neck.
1: Okay, I got Gimmel. I'm good. Great. <laughs> um,
2: so David has finally um, remembered uh, who Nickelback is, and <laughs> that they were like famous in the '90s and 2000s, and um, now he's kind of disappointed that like, are they still coming because of the snowstorm that's impending and. Um, he's also really stressed, um, like Miriam, and um, he feels like it would be really awkward to call their uncle and complain about the city's infrastructure, but um, he overhears um, them talking to Emma about um, her panic baking and everything, so he just decides to call the local news station. Um, to complain and to um, get them to advertise a little about this concert that's coming to town Um, because he figures that if, um, well, he's convinced Nickelback as a Canadian band will find their way through the storm. But but he's very worried about who's going to show up for this charity concert. So he's like, the local news station has to advertise for us. And it needs to be free. Um, because <laughs> because we have no money. We're yeah. broke as, as a synagogue. Um, so that's his plan. So I'm going to roll the straight on. And I got a head.
1: Great.
0: <laughs> Just none of us are burnt out. We're good. You're doing so well.
2: <laughs> Except for me.
0: You, you're, you're still. Uh, you're still three strong. You're
2: still kicking. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, and hopefully you'll still do okay, because we're going to skip to the next day. But uh, before I forget, even though we're not burning a match, perhaps we should still read off the uh, oh yes paragraph that I forgot that we were supposed to do for the last day that we did. Um, so Jason says you were the last to go. Do you want to read it?
2: Sure. The day is over. The sun is setting. We have little time left together. Let us kindle this light in remembrance of all we have shared with each other and let us hope for a brighter tomorrow. Perfect. Happy Hanukkah. Nice.
0: Happy <laughs> Hanukkah. I love it. <laughs> um, okay, let's skip ahead since we're still running on time. We're going to do the eighth day. We've, you know, gone through crises. We've been trying to solve the problem um and now it is and time we, for we the last problem. <laughs> what? Uh so the seventh day was solving the problem, so not like we fixed it somehow. Uh maybe the collective maybe we can like describe a little bit about that during the eighth day, in mm-hmm. addition to our not in our hands anymore. Kind yes, of a yes. combination seventh, eighth day. Yes, yes. I love it, I love joinery it. Joinery type of a thing. <laughs> uh who wants to
1: go first?
0: <laughs> well, I, w- I would say Jason hasn't gone first yet, but you literally have just done so much. <laughs> I just
2: went. <laughs> you,
0: just, you did just bring the news station, though.
2: Okay, I could go if you want.
1: Save the town, um, Jason. Save the synagogue, Jason. <laughs> save the synagogue, save the world.
2: <laughs> so the news station um, heard my complaints, and... Um, they could not change their weather forecast, but they did broadcast um, on the evening news leading in the several days leading up to our concert about the concert and that Nickelback would be there, and they broadcast an introduction of who Nickelback was in case people didn't know um because david was like yeah there's this band nickelback i kind of remember them but like maybe not um and um so they came through and um david's been talking to like rabbi herzog and nathan and trying to keep community spirits up even though um um like he's He's always kind of been a bracer. He cares for the temple, and he needs it because it's like his family and his local community, and that's what he really cares about in um, the suburb that he lives in.
0: Lovely. wait
2: oh. I have to.
1: I mean, unless me we all like burn out three matches in one thing, we're good. <laughs> It's I got
2: a tra-
0: gimmo. It's the tradition of the thing.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got a gimmo. Great. Yep. Um, I can go
1: next. Go for it.
0: Uh so. So. Where did it go?
1: Okay. So um Uh, Emma was very concerned and she also saw in that last time just how people were bringing back the look at this graph, not just look at this photograph memes and worrying that uh, things were going to get a little too uh, like no one was going to show up. So spoilers, Emma, not only is she a voracious reader, but she also runs a a Stan Twitter account for Nickelback. And so she managed to get some people who were in the local (laughs) who are in the local area, um, and hyped up the concert that way. So she was able to get even more news out about the concert. And so, um, Stan Twitter came through y'all and they may not be K-pop Stan Twitter, but damn, did some people show up and they, they, despite the snow, they had like those snow tires on, they were good. Um, and, so Emma could watch the concert kind of like from backstage because of course she got like a fucking signature. This is her fault. This was her fault and uh, cause. <laughs> and uh, she just, <laughs> and she was just very proud of what the community she was involved in uh, helping. She was very proud of being able to help out the community she's involved in and see Nickelback. Oh God, I have to roll. If this burns me out, whatever. Homegirl got to see her favorite band and inflicts stand Twitter. Okay, none. I'm good.
0: You're good. <laughs> Whew. <laughs> okay. Um. I guess I'll go third this time. E. Um. Okay. So the concert, for all intents and purposes, is on. Uh, Miriam uh did sort of manage to get through to uh, their uncle but they also called around to like the like other members of like the city council and kind of said like you know please this is important and you know got a couple of extra like salt bags and like kind of threw them out over the area I you know even though I've lived in Brooklyn for for you know five years I'm still not sure how uh <laughs> setting up for snow exactly works but it it works because um, this is a fantasy, and uh, Miriam brings and heats up all of their all of the food that they've made, and um, provides it for the people who are at the concert. And it's you know whatever happens next is out of their hands. And why Miriam really hopes this pulls through because uh, for them this community is a place where they can. Where they feel that they can contribute and uh, they take great joy out of uh, feeding and supporting the community that is this synagogue, uh, Beth High, and the people there who will also let Miriam uh, cry in their kitchen whenever they want to. So uh, Miriam is just very happy to be able to find a place where they feel like their relationships are in balance. Hmm. Oh, I should roll.
1: <laughs>
0: we were too happy. I was like, but the moment. I got a nun. I don't <laughs> have to do anything. Great. <laughs> okay, last but not least.
3: Yes, um, so Ethel is like in her element. Um, if you've ever met Ethel, she loves <laughs> meeting new people. So she's so excited to see the synagogue full. Um, you know, with her nephew already at the synagogue, even though they were supposed to have like more professional people come in who were delayed by the snow, he actually was able to set everything up. Um and he was able to like have some of his friends who live around the synagogue help. So they were able to get everything ready. Um and Nickelback was actually very impressed by by their setup. She loves like the music and, and the food that Miriam had baked, and she's just hanging out in the back with her good friend David, and you know hoping that enough folks have come in to the Nickelback concert to help save the synagogue. But she's having a good time if it's the last hurrah. Wonderful. And then I can also spin, and I got Gimel.
1: Right. (laughs) Also, are Ethel and David both single? Because I was just like, I think they they should date. Oh.
3: I think they're like BFFs. (laughs)
0: Yeah,
2: I think we're BFFs. I don't know if we'd date.
0: Okay, okay. (laughs) Gossip buddies. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Amazing. Um, Well, would you like to do the honors on the last reading of the ending of a scene?
3: the day is over the sun is setting we have little time left together let us kindle this light in remembrance of all we have shared with each other and let us hope for a brighter tomorrow i love it so much
0: wonderful well we've just finished the eighth scene and after that as an epilogue We can give answers to as many or as few questions as we like from the prompts here, but let's decide amongst ourselves. Did we save the synagogue from closing? Hell yeah.
2: Yeah, I think we did.
0: I want to say yes.
3: Yeah, I agree. I think that
0: was successful.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Nickelback.
0: Yeah. Uh, How did our relationships (laughs) change after this final scene? How did our characters' relationships change? Uh, I will say at least Emma, who had
1: kind of been not like she was just kind of joining the synagogue and like not fully part of the community, uh, working closely with Ethel and getting to know Miriam better. She's like, yeah, I'll I'll attend service.
3: Service, Uh, I'll
1: I'll attend service a lot more often. Like uh, it was nice being around um, this community.
0: Miriam loves everything even more. (laughs)
3: I think it inspired Ethel to do even um, bigger and better events in the future seeing the success of this one
2: and I think it encouraged David to um, get more involved in planning events with his BFF Ethel and um, (laughs) to like be more involved in the community rather than like a generic like member to actually like contribute something
3: you mean help out instead of just Kvetch
2: yes <laughs>
0: <laughs> fantastic Ethel has called David out <laughs> Ethel has <laughs> it was beautiful great uh, well I guess that's it <laughs> how did you guys
1: fare how do you feel we saved the synagogue with Nickelback.
0: We did. Congratulations on playing. It was a lot
3: of fun. I had a great time.
0: You had a great time.
2: Yeah.
0: Awesome. That's yeah, what we like to was hear. A lot
2: of fun.
0: Yeah, especially for your first ever game of um, your first ever ever tabletop game. Like, congratulations, y'all did a fantastic job. Oh, thank you.
1: <laughs> the only person thank who burnt out was I.
0: And you didn't even little, fully burn out. You just I didn't a little burn out. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: would you guys play tabletop games again, or um, I is think it one done? No, I think I would play again. It's really fun. I think uh, I have a better idea of kind of like the flow now. Um, so, so, so
0: what I'm hearing is that you're going to be uh, saving some synagogues for. Many years to come.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, if you have Nickelback in your back pocket, you you got to Sam.
3: Apparently. Who knew the key to saving synagogues was Nickelback.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't think of another band. And we had the Mountain Goats right there. And I was we like, no. Nah, <laughs> mine's not going to succeed.
0: And then I... Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's. I mean, it's good. I thought it was great. The question is... Do they open with look at this uh, photograph?
1: Or do oh they ignore that they're closer? Oh
0: god. I hope they know I hate that
1: song. <laughs> I mean, I, who doesn't like this band, um, hypothetically
0: hate that song. <laughs> Maybe we'll let our uh listeners imagine that one a little bit as well. Um Happy Hanukkah, everyone. Happy Hanukkah.
1: Happy
2: Hanukkah.
0: Happy Hanukkah. Yeah. Uh Hopefully, this is uh, a sign to anyone playing games that there is definitely always a game for you. And there's definitely many Hanukkah games. So, hell yes. (laughs) Um, But yes, thank you uh, so much to you two for being here and playing with us. And uh, thanks also to our listeners for being here at Gameplay Radio here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Make sure you follow us at gameplayrfb on Twitter. And if you're listening
1: on a podcast app,
0: leave us a review. You can also follow us individually. I am at Aaron is a bird, that's E R Y N is a bird on Twitter and at Aaron K. Levine on Instagram. And I'm cutebookworm1010, not the word 10, basically everywhere. And take care of yourselves and each other, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.